Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Neil Haley Network's Dr. Christopher Hall Show, and I'm excited to welcome the program, Dr. Christopher Hall, Nobel Prize-nominated doctor, author as well. Dr. Hall, how are you? And uh, thank you again for your service as you continue to fight COVID in the emergency rooms each and every day. So thanks for coming by. Oh, well, no problem. I'm doing great. And I'm very excited about the guests we have on the show today. I am too. And I think that you add the component that she is an amazing uh, celebrity known on many, many shows, but also the fact of what she's doing with Special Olympics that makes me very excited. So introduce our guest. Well, no problem. (laughs) Well, I'm very excited uh, to uh, introduce a Hollywood um, superstar, a philanthropist, a person who is a uh, community health uh, activist. Um, and we've seen her in a number of shows, uh, on order. She's been in over 80 films, movies. Wow. Like welcome to the show, Miss Elizabeth Rome. Welcome to the show, Elizabeth. Hi, you guys. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Absolutely. So let's talk always. I like always talking to, to actors and find out was performing always what you wanted to do growing up. Was it just, this is what you were, this was your dream to do, or did it come out of some certain situation, certain talent? things like that? Well, I went to college to be a writer. I was very shy. I was lacking in uh, confidence like many teens are and uh, painfully so probably. And then discovered that the, the stories that I was interested in could be told through the lens of being an actor. And I stepped into that role of not just being a writer and a history major in college, but then wanting to tell stories through performance. And now I've begun to pivot to behind the camera again by directing. But I think what I've always been passionate about is telling a narrative, telling a story. And my thought is always, you know, why now? Why do we have to do this story now? And so that is always sort of my North Star, whether it's as an actor or writer or director. Very interesting. Okay. Well, I guess we'll learn about it from some of the questions Dr. Hall has for you. So Dr. Hall, uh, what's your first question for Elizabeth? Well, no promise. Very interesting. Uh, uh, just, you know, we know we've uh, interviewed lots of actors and actresses, and uh, we know that you have to have a, a certain type of philosophy uh, to, to make it in that field and, and tough skin. So Elizabeth, tell us a little bit about that. Uh, you're a veteran, obviously. Um, tell us about your life philosophy that have allowed you to be successful? Well, I think you have to understand the business of any business and not personalize things. As we all know, even in our personal relationships, we have to work hard at not personalizing things. And that shows um, maturity. And I feel like the way that I went into the industry by working behind the scenes as an assistant to an agent really helped me throughout the years not personalize if I wasn't getting the job so that I had the ability to be resilient. Um, Because as we know, there are many ups and downs, many reinventions in any great career. So my life philosophy uh, comes from Dick Wolf, who gave me the opportunity on Law & Order. He said, uh, whenever he experiences a failure, his philosophy is next. 
And, you know, I think there's some wisdom in that. And also, um, you know, just doing the work, loving the work, having a passion for it, doing the things that bring you joy. Um, then your, your authenticity behind what you do is, is uh, foolproof. You know, nobody can really take you off your path because you're living your purpose and, um, and success comes to all of us in different shapes and sizes. So I wouldn't compare yourself to others. I would just stay in your lane and keep doing the next right thing. And for me, that's working with Special Olympics right now in today's world. Not only do we need to get behind Special Olympics because of the incredible legacy and work that they're doing, and then the 2023 games coming up uh, in Berlin, but also because of what we've been through as a world and the inclusion and the justice equality um, that Special Olympics stands for, I think can really become our North Star of today. And before we jump into the Special Olympics, when you talk about next, how do you live that where you get that rejection? How do you continue to strive? Because our listeners out there and viewers really need to know that, especially hard times with COVID and jobs or different entrepreneur ventures where you have these, this kind of roller coaster ride you go through. How do you keep an even keel? You're kind of explaining it, but what for yourself, it's great when Dick Wolf saying next. And that's something. <laughs> it was very uh, easy for him to say when he, right, of course. And I was, you know, 22 years old at the time. Um, I think it's deeply personal, you know, whatever your spiritual beliefs are, your practice or, you know, what you, um, hook into in your life that become your sort of philosophic guardrails, you know, to keep yourself, uh, moving forward. Like Martin Luther King said, you know, if you can't, uh, run, walk, if you can't walk, crawl, but just keep moving forward, whatever that is for you, it has to be deeply anchored in a philosophy that you can live by. And I was raised um, by two parents who were into Eastern philosophy. They were meditators, yogis. And so I was lucky as a young person to be given that perspective of, of, of valuing non-attachment and trying to be in the here and now and, and, and seeing and knowing now after all these years that when one door closes, another one does open. So I'll get a perfect example. During the season that I was auditioning for what I hoped would be my big TV breakout moment, I must have tested four times for different pilots and I lost every single one of them. I was down in, in the gutter and I was down in the dumps about it. And I thought at this young age of 26, what was I doing acting? I really had no right to be in the business. Nobody wanted me, right? And then I got to audition for Law and Order and I got it. And I, within 72 hours, moved to New York. My life changed forever. And still, you know, I left that show in 2005. I'm still talking about it. It's still something I'm proud of. It's still part of my legacy. So I do really feel like um, maintaining a positive spirit philosophically, whatever, however you do that, you know, how do you stay in the here and now? How do you not attach to outcome and how do you low, you know, have high expectations, but no expectations. I mean, this is like a mental um, game life, you know, and it, and it's a game of, of great athleticism. What I think is it's living that every day, like it's your last in certain ways to provide the best day possible so that you can look towards the future. You can look at the past, but you really are staying focused on the present and now of what's happening and enjoy it to the greatest of extent. And then one of my friends taught me that. And I think it's just an important thing to have that mindset 
because mm-hmm. when you do get those, just go as Dick Wolf said next. I'm going to use that as a quote because honestly, I look at it for my for my my whole mindset and thought process in that way to say, okay, next I'm moving on. Next mm-hmm. thing. So we'll go to the next question, Dr. Hall, but I'm going to use that in a way, especially with the exciting things happening with what I'm trying to do and to not allow the bad things, focus on those positive things and moving forward and living in the moment. So it's yeah. true. Okay. Dr. Hall, next question. Well, I mean, that, that's incredible. You know, the, the concept of, like you said, next. I mean, think about all the athletes in the Special Olympics that they never actually said next, you know, what, what kind of where they would be. And so, um, just having her lend her, um, her bully pulpit, you know, to great causes. And um, I know that uh, she's also been involved, I believe, with uh, uh, the American Heart Association. Uh, yeah. Tell us a little bit about that, Elizabeth. But I want to, I want to go back to what you said about the athletic, the, the champion way of seeing life and the, and the way a special Olympics champion sees life, because I've spent time getting to know them and several of them, not all of them at all. And certainly not the new ones to come in the new generations. Um, but not taking no for an answer. It is your divine right to be here on this planet, to live a blissful existence, to be accepted, to experience justice, equality, diversity, and inclusion, and and to thrive. And that is up to you to feel that you deserve, but it's also up to a community and a world to surround you with that support and for us to keep evolving until we do. And, you know, I've never been more moved and more inspired than by Special Olympics athletes because they have that resilience. They have that compassion for self and for others. You know, these are the principles that we're talking about when we're when we're coming out of a, you know, a post-apocalyptic world with COVID and you're saying you're still dealing with COVID right now, doctor, you know, people are scared. They have been beaten down, but that special Olympics um, spirit, you know, is, is so inspiring. And I think that is what the world needs now. Um, And I've really been moved by spending time with these athletes because no matter what burdens and what obstacles they've been presented with. They will not take no for an answer. They want to live a happy life. They want to thrive. They want to be equals. They want to be accepted. They want to be included. And they're, they stand for a movement. And I stand for that movement. It's an exciting time because if we all could think like they think. Yeah. And, and like what we talked about, some of the mindset you and I are trying to have, Elizabeth, people wouldn't be so depressed with their lives. They would figure out ways to enjoy life and to see things and from the obstacles that they have to overcome kind of describe some of the athletes and just the ways of the amazing stories that you're able to see when you work, when you're with them. It's, you, well, it's, I mean, one, one person in particular comes to mind. Um, you know, he was told that he couldn't learn. He was told he couldn't be in, you know, an athlete. He was told he couldn't run. He couldn't compete. And he kept saying, No, he kept coming back saying, I want to run. I want to learn. Don't count me out. And he is a champion and we can share information with you about him. I know um, if Jason's here with us um, who runs Special Olympics, he could share with you more about this person, but he's a friend of mine. And I I really am inspired by by this person in particular, um, you know, because He's done extraordinary things and he continues to hold that flame for other athletes in the Special Olympics, in Special Olympics community. Um, But back to what you were saying, doctor, you were asking, um, you'd asked a question 
about um, something you were... Oh, no, I just, you know, I was, I, I was uh, kind of tying in the fact that, uh, you know, how you, know, you have been involved in things uh, like, you know, the Special oh, Olympics or American other, other issues, even with the uh, American Heart Association. Right. Well, you know, unfortunately, much like, you know, Neil was saying, um, you know, you've got to live like you're dying. I mean, this philosophy really means something. And my mom did die young. She had a massive heart attack at 60. And my mom was somebody who believed not only in a moment, but in a movement. And she, you know, inspired me to want to be philanthropic and to give back. And so when my mom died young, unfortunately, from a massive heart attack, I knew that what she would want me to do with that sadness and that loss, you know, would be to get behind a movement to help other people have lead a heart healthy life. So when my mom died, I started to work with the American Heart Association and continue to do so. And, you know, that that, you know, I love what I do as an artist. I love who I am as a mom, but I. I do think, you know, I don't understand a life where you don't give back to society. You know, I don't think we're here to rent. I think we're here to buy into this existence and to leave the world a better place than when we came, you know, came here. Now, when you think about the working with Special Olympics, what things are coming up that people can learn more about what's happening, especially you said 2023 Berlin. So people understand the process, what's happening with Special Olympics and some of the stuff you learned once you started working with them. Well, you know, obviously they have their their world games and um, my heritage is I was born in Germany. So I'm really excited to be able to be in Germany in 2023 with Special Olympics and be a part of those those games and bring my child there and and celebrate and being a part of that family. I've gotten to know um, Timothy Shriver and the Shriver family and really understand the spirit of Eunice Shriver and the creation of Special Olympics. And so to be able to share that legacy with my child and celebrate that in Berlin in 2023 is going to be extremely memorable for me. I think, you know, whether we're talking about on a global in a global way or in a local way in your community, if you do not see Special Olympics reflected back to you in your local community, get out there and do something about it, you know? And if you can be a part of supporting the global uh, Special Olympics mission, then you can do that. But there's a place for everybody in Special Olympics and there's a place for all of us to support Special Olympics. That's phenomenal. Go ahead, Dr. Hall, with your next question for Elizabeth. Oh, well, no, no problem. I mean, and, and you know, again, what uh, Elizabeth is saying so far as, uh, you know, just having that, that spirit and drive in the space of adversity that, you know, this is something that the whole world uh, can, can learn, can uh, learn from. So, um, you know, I was just, uh, and, you know, as a doctor, I still know about a lot about uh, different type of illnesses, but Elizabeth, tell me um, what type of athletes are, you know, that you've seen uh, are in the Special Olympics. I mean, certainly, you know, uh, young people who had, who had injuries, a lot of limbs and um, those kind of things. You know, I'm not really, you know, an expert on all of the programming or all of the intellectual disabilities, you know, from that perspective, from the medical point of view. But I think, you know, really everybody's included in every, all sports are, you know, most sports are represented. So 
Um, again, if you want to learn more about Special Olympics, you can go to their website and learn more about how you can give back to that community and what's happening locally with Special Olympics, but also like the spirit of sports and going back to that family legacy of Eunice Shriver creating it and, you know, the spirit of, of athleticism and competing and, and thriving physically and including everybody in that story. So if you love sports, you love Special Olympics. You know, I don't have anybody in my family with an intellectual disability that's an immediate family member. Um, although as I've gotten more involved in Special Olympics, um, my cousin did remind me that she had an aunt. And so maybe in my childhood, I was influenced by that. But just coming into Special Olympics now because of the respect and admiration I have for the athletes and for the mission of Special Olympics. I think really, even if you don't have somebody in your family that has an intellectual disability, Special Olympics really is for all of us. And I think it would be a shame if people only saw it as something that if it touches their life, that they have a place in that world, because it philosophically I think right now more than ever can be a leading North star of inspiration for humanity. What have you learned so far from being part of this? What would you say the biggest lesson learned from learning from these athletes? I would say that I've learned to become a friend. I've been embraced by athletes and they've become my friends. And much like any friendship, um, you inspire one another. When I look at a Special Olympic athlete on their social media or I see what they're doing, I think to myself, I mean, there's nothing you can't do, you know? So please look at, look at Special Olympics athletes and be inspired by their resilience, their passion, their fortitude, their community, their compassion for others. And, and one thing I've always noticed with Special Olympic athletes is that they, they, they throw their hand back for the other one. They get out of the way for the next athlete. This is, it's about community and it's about love. It's about respect. And I'm really grateful to um, being a founder of the Respect Project and leading conversations based in respect to, to really be, you know, go hand in hand with Special Olympics on the topic of self-respect and mutual respect. All right, Dr. Hall, please summarize Elizabeth and I'm going to ask what other things are going on with Elizabeth right now. Go ahead, Dr. Hall. Ah, well, no problem. So uh, basically, Special Olympics, uh, we would say for differently abled uh, uh, individuals, uh, age eight and up. And, and so what we've had is a, a very inspirational talk uh, from uh, a, a person who we know from television, Hollywood superstar, but also a philanthropist, a community activist, and uh, just gave a very motivating message uh, to the world uh, about what we can learn from Special Olympics and how we can uh, support Special Olympics, which is so very, very important. So thank you very much uh, for coming on the show today. Elizabeth. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. Elizabeth, any new projects, anything else coming up for your fans to tell what's going on with you? I have a new film coming out October 23rd on Lifetime that I directed called Switched Before Birth. So I hope people will go support that. And a film on all the streamers uh, that I directed called Girl in the Basement, you can find on all of the platforms as well as Notorious Nick. And those two films came out this year. So I would love it if people could go check out those three films and support them. Well, congrats on behind the behind the scene, being behind awesome. the camera in some of the work. Thank you. That's amazing. Thank you. And it Thank seems you. like it all developed in a way later 
in, when you, we talked a little bit about the story of you earlier in, in, in the program to see, wow, you're doing exactly what you wanted to do. It just kind of went in a different process than you expected in a lot of ways, which is good. It's, it's, it makes it fun and interesting. Definitely. Definitely. Change, change is good. And I guess to go back to your, your original question, which is what's your philosophy, you know, don't, you know, don't be afraid of change and don't be afraid to be the change, you know, go out there and make the change. But also when you're finding obstacles in your life or, you know, change is good, you know, career change is good and, and, and being resilient does lead to new opportunities. And, you know, I think that, um, I, I remember Angelina Jolie said in, a, in an interview, which I loved, she said, I do something that scares me every day. So I like that philosophy. I really had wanted to direct for a long time. It was a scary transition um, because, you know, it's bold. And uh, after you've done something for so long uh, to really want to step into another direction. But I, I think it's, it's good for the mind. It's good for the heart to challenge yourself. And I am very much loving directing these days. Fantastic. And it's, it's, a, it's a very challenging art as I've interviewed directors all the time and learning more about what they do. And it's a lot yeah. different than when you're in front of the camera, behind, behind the camera and all the nuances of what a director can do to change someone's project to make it look amazing. If it wasn't for directors, we would never see the amazing films and TV shows without a, a great director. So that's great. You're continuing that. And I'll definitely check out those projects. So I appreciate you coming by and best place to follow you is on IG, right? Instagram. You yeah. Think? Yeah. You guys can follow me at Elizabeth with an S Rome R O H M on Instagram. All right. Fantastic. All right, guys. That was the Dr. Christopher Hall show guys. Take care.